What's up, everyone? Caleb Simpson here with Hemp Daddy's Therapeutics, and I am your host of the Hemp Entrepreneur Podcast. And today we are going to kind of just talk about the the state of the hemp industry, um, more specifically the CBD industry. Um, Before we get started, just tell you a little bit about what's going on in my personal life, because hey, maybe you'll find it interesting. So my family and I, we live full-time in our RV, and we're currently located up in North Texas um, in Denton, where I grew up most of my life. And so we've been parked up here for a while, but we're about to move um, the family and the business back to Austin, Texas. And that's actually where my wife and I live for the past eight years. We've been raising our kids there. And you know, we did have plans to move to Colorado and just kind of be more entrenched in the hemp and the cannabis industry. But at the end of the day, there's a lot going on in the hemp industry here in Texas, which we'll talk a little bit about today. And we also have lots of friends and family here. So that that's what's going on with us now. We're just kind of in this weird transition phase. I've been a little off the game in terms of creating content for um, the hemp daddy's business, but it's all because of, you know, we're looking for a home. We're looking for a new place to live. Anyway, let's let's dive right into things today. Um, so let's talk hemp and kind of the state of the union, just the way things are. And honestly, not a lot has changed. Um, you would think after the passing of the 2018 Farm Bill that there would be all these changes happening, that more people would be flooding into the market, that more banks would be getting in the game, that merchant processing would be um, just a non-issue. But None of these things are true. It's all these things are still issues and there's still gray areas. And, and as a hemp entrepreneur, it's it's kind of frustrating, honestly. So let's let's start off by just talking about um, some positive changes we've seen. So two states that you know I kind of never, well, except for Texas, um, Ohio being the one I thought never would have reversed its stance on CBD and hemp, but they just recently passed Senate Bill 57 which stated that industrial hemp is now legal and CBD is legal. It specifically states CBD is legal, apparently. So I don't know much more than that right now. I haven't looked into it into a lot of great details, but it's just very interesting that Ohio, this um, state that's been kind of known to be anti-hemp and anti-CBD has come out and now legalized it. Um, we had been talking, um, and when I say we, I mean hemp daddies, had been talking to a fulfillment center there to fulfill our CBD orders, but they were kind of gun-shy just because of the legal gray areas there. But we are hoping that this will clear it up and we'll be able to eventually partner with them. So the other state is Texas, you know, my home state, um, go Texas. There's been a lot of great things happening in the cannabis industry here in Texas, especially um, out of San Antonio and Austin. Um, Lots of CBD companies, lots of hemp companies. Um, I've heard lots of interest from farmers too, that have been reaching out to me directly, just asking me what I know about this. And so there's a lot of interest here in Texas from not just the consumers, but also for farmers for growing hemp. And Texas has recently passed a bill that is legalizing industrial hemp as well. But it's really interesting, though, because the article I read on this said, you know, there's attorneys at the district attorney's office saying, oh, this doesn't do anything for um the legal gray area around CBD. They're basically saying, oh, even though this has passed, it's still illegal. You need more information. So I I don't know what that means exactly. If they're going to have to add on to that bill, if they're going to add some more um, legal jargon, but I saw it had been removed from the controlled substance list. So that's basically what this bill did, thus making 
um, growing the hemp illegal. And I know there was a lot of different bills being proposed um, in regards to that. Some of them required the farmers to be working with a local university. Others had ridiculous acreage caps and things like this. So I'm not sure at this point which version of this bill passed, but um, either way, it's progress. I mean, we're moving forward in terms of, you know, not just legalizing hemp, but also, you know, cannabis for medicinal purposes. And because in Texas, you know, last year, or maybe two years ago, they passed the Compassionate Use Act, which did legalize CBD with 0.5% THC or less. But the weird thing about this was it, it was a lobbying group and it was only, there was like three or four dispensaries authorized to sell the CBD. And that was the only place you could apparently legally buy it, even though there's CBD stores all over Texas now. Um, but that's the only place you could buy it. And you could only go to certain doctors to get a prescription. So the system was broken. So if somebody in like Amarillo wanted CBD, they would have to like drive to San Antonio to see a doctor and fulfill it in in a dispensary. So it was just a very broken system. And I think that's why all these other CBD stores started popping up in Texas and they were just kind of doing it despite the law. And, and it's gotten to such a scale now that not a lot can be done. You know, Tarrant County is one of the weird counties in Texas. It's cracking down on, you know, CBD possessions and even some of the, they've even raided a store recently. And so there's still all these gray areas despite the passing of the 2018 farm bill. And so these weird legal gray areas surrounding CBD still exist, um, but it's only a matter of time before it gets cleared up. So one of the other things that everyone is kind of waiting on, on pins and needles, is the FDA to step in and give some guidance in terms of CBD and what is considered legal, what's considered illegal, what sort of requirements do these CBD manufacturers have. So after the passing of the 2018 Farm Bill, um, the jurisdiction of CBD, if you will, was turned over to the FDA, but they have not come out and said anything other than um, putting CBD in food, which essentially means edibles are technically illegal. So hopefully the CBD, or sorry, hopefully the FDA loosens their stance on that and they're currently accepting um, feedback from consumers. So I'm not sure exactly where to go to put in that feedback, but I've seen it a couple of times. It's something I still need to jump on and do myself, but they're looking for feedback right now. So basically they're wanting to hear from the consumers. But one thing I don't see happening is them coming out and just saying CBD is illegal. It's there's such a huge market now. It's so expansive. Like it would hurt so many farmers if they just killed the CBD industry. So that's definitely not going to happen, but we can probably expect some more regulations coming into play. So another thing I want to talk about is banking and merchant processing. So it's something that's been a headache. If you're in the CBD industry or the hemp industry, you know this very well, that getting banking and merchant processing is difficult. And it's still just as difficult. Even though hemp has been legalized in the federal level, banks are still reluctant to take on hemp and CBD companies. And even one of the major merchant processes that I probably say 90% of people out there were using is called Elevon. And they are shutting down. They're kicking all CBD companies off their platform, which has left all of us scrambling for a new merchant processor. So if you know of one, please reach out to me. I'm still trying to find a replacement because my broker's backup stop taking CBD companies as well. So here was another company that my broker was working with that was taking CBD companies and they stopped. So they took a step back and said, we're not taking any more 
I was very unfortunate in that I didn't get my application in in time, so I did not get on board with them. So like I said, I'm, I'm still looking for another merchant processor. And if you're listening to this, you're you're probably in the same boat with me. But like I said, if you have something, please reach out to me. I would love to hear about it. So that brings me to another point. Um, being in such a volatile industry, what is your backup plan? Um, what are you going to do if things go south? What are you going to do if your bank says you won't be bankable anymore? Because that happened to me when I first started. I got a letter from Chase Bank saying, hey, sorry, you can't bank with us anymore. And they didn't give me a reason, which was kind of annoying. I knew what the reason was, but at the same time, it was frustrating because I knew other hemp CBD companies were with Chase Bank, but they said, sorry, we're not taking you. And I think it's just because I had actual hemp in my name and CBD on my website. I think that threw up flags for them. And so I, I was kicked off. I was kicked out of, and I didn't even know for like a month because I was out traveling. Uh, we were traveling around in the RV, so I didn't get the notification like one month into the two-month notice that I had. So that left me scrambling to find a bank. So all that to say, um, who's to say your backup bank isn't going to kick you out too? And that's a very very much a possibility. I'm not going to say who I'm with now because I know another CBD company was recently um, kicked off of this platform. And they were a very um, large volume, high processing um, company though. So they couldn't really go under the radar like I am since I'm still kind of small. So I'm, I honestly don't have a good backup plan yet. That's one of the things I do need to work on. Um, like right now, I'm scrambling to find another merchant processor because I didn't have a backup. Um, one thing I do have in terms of backup, I have a little bit of a financial cushion and that's always advisable. So you should always have a little savings cushion in your business in case your income dried up for a little bit. So that's one positive thing I do have going for me right now. Um, but aside from that, you know, even I need to get um, better systems and backup plans in place. You know, one thing I've seen some CBD companies do is they take checks, so if you place an order on their website, they'll ship the order, but you got to send them a check. That makes me a little nervous just because that kind of really messes up my terms. And that's a lot of people to try to go and collect payments from. So I'm hoping it doesn't come to that. Hopefully more banks and merchant processors will step into the game. So maybe, maybe the fact that some of these guys have backed out will cause other merchant processors to step in and say, hey, if you're not doing it, we're going to do it. We'll take your business. Um, I'm kind of hoping for that, though. And so that's all I have to say in terms of the banking and the merchant processing. So we talked about FDA. We talked about the the two states, Texas and Ohio, that have legalized hemp recently. So the other thing I want to talk to talk about is, you know, us little guys. So there's a lot of small CBD companies out there, and there's a few large ones. Like I think Cureleaf is the one that just recently launched in CBD. So how is this industry going to look for the little guys? So will these bigger guys like Charlotte's Web and Cureleaf drive us out of business? Um, the simple answer to that, I think, is no. There's no way that's going to happen. There's plenty of cottage industry businesses out there that are thriving. And I think CBD is going to be one of those things. When people find a brand they like, they're going to stick with it. They're not going to dump um, the brand that's been working for them. And it's the same with supplements. Once people find a supplement that works for them, they're usually uh, pretty loyal to that supplement. And so I think we're going to see a lot of the same thing here in the CBD industry. And this industry is very large right now. There's probably at least 1,500, if not 2,000 CBD companies out there right now. And there's no clear industry leader. There's no one CBD company that has a large majority of the market share. I think Charlotte's Web has the largest percentage, and it's only like 
three to five percent of the market share. It's not a lot at all. And so that, that's very interesting. So it means this market is very, very ripe for anybody to become an industry leader in. And I'm a firm believer that um, any of these little guys out there can become an industry leader if they really want to. And that's one of my goals as Hemp Daddies is to become one of the you know, top 10 or 20 CBD companies on the market that people are going to for their education about CBD for their product. And, and I'm doing that by providing good customer service. I'm doing that by educating people about the product. And if you have a CBD company, you better be doing that. You better not just throw up a website expecting business to come because it's not. You have to be active in this community. You have to be educating people. And so the last thing I want to talk about kind of ties into this small versus big guys, then it's investment money. There's a lot of investment dollars being poured into the hemp and CBD and even the cannabis industry. We've seen major, major um, players um, on the stock market investing in these large companies like Canopy Growth. Um, we're talking like millions and billions of dollars being poured into this industry. It's pretty insane. And all that to say, it's like you could still survive as a little guy. Um, Hemp Daddies has not taken investment money. We've been approached by a couple of different people about an opportunity, but we passed. Um, we are growing smart. We're growing. I'm using a technique called Profit First. I have another podcast where I talk about this. Um, look it up. Um, it's how to run a profitable business from day one. And that's what I'm doing with Hemp Daddies. We are funding the growth out of the business. Every month, I plan on growth. I say, okay, I'm going to grow 10 to 20% next month. So how much money do I need to set aside to cover that inventory? Then I set aside that money. So I've got my inventory purchased and everything that's left over is my income and expenses for the business, which thankfully are very low because I'm working with a wonderful manufacturer and grower out of Colorado. They handle the production end of things. So I just get to focus on selling an amazing product and marketing it. And I mean, maybe that's not you though. Maybe you're a farm. Maybe you're doing everything yourself. Maybe you are a complete seed to sell operation. And we are in the sense that we only work with one manufacturer and sell the finished product. But you may be a grower and a manufacturer. And if that's you, I know it's going to be hard for you to be an educator in this space because you're so busy doing so many things. But you should really consider hiring somebody to help you with that because that is how you are going to grow and thrive in this industry. Anyway, that is all I got for you guys today. So just a quick recap. We kind of talked about um, just how lots of different states are coming on board. And it's not just Texas and Ohio. There's been many others are legalizing industrial hemp and CBD specifically. Um, there's still issues in banking and merchant processing that we hope to see resolved here in the near future. Um, we talked about backup plans. Do you got a backup plan? And we kind of talked about the FDA on how things are still unclear on the actual legality of CBD and where things are headed. And we talked a little bit about investment to close things out. Um, anyway, I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Um, these are kind of just little impromptu deals I got going right now. I usually kind of sit down a few minutes before the episode and jot down a few thoughts to talk to you guys about. And I do have a great interview lined up for you guys with a guy named Rick Martinez. He is the a cannabis entrepreneur expert out of San Antonio, Texas. He threw a great conference last year called THC. It stands for Talk, Hustle, Connect. Um, I think that ended up getting canceled this year just because he's busy with so many other things. He's got another CBD business. He runs a cannabis accelerator called Green Seed Nation. And we'll get to talk about that on, it's probably going to be the next episode of lunch, but you know, we'll talk to Rick Martinez about 
what he's doing in the hemp and CBD and cannabis space from Texas, where cannabis is still illegal. So be looking forward to that. And I hope you guys have a great day. Thanks for listening.